We would like to take a scripture reading. Uh, If you want to turn to the book of Acts, chapter 24, and mark that for just a minute. Again, the book of Acts, chapter 24, if you want to mark there. And then turn over to the book of Ephesians for just a minute, chapter 5. Acts chapter 24, and if you want to mark that for just a minute, and let's turn over um, to the book of Ephesians chapter 5. I want us to begin this morning uh, in the book of Ephesians chapter 5. It talks about the life that saved people should live and how that we should walk and how that we should talk. And I want you to follow along with me for just a minute. And there's lots of good advice here in Ephesians chapter 5. Lots of good things that we could uh, heed to. And that begins in the very first verse. Be therefore followers of God as dear children. Walk in love uh, as Christ has also loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor. He talks about all the things that we should do. But I want you to, this morning, I want you to skip on down to about the... Ephesians chapter 5, and our text this morning is going to come from the 16th verse. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. This morning, that's what I want to look at. Redeeming the time. It's very simple today. Redeeming the time. Is there anybody here this morning besides myself that has a list of things you're going to get around to? For the longest time, I was going to get around to mounting this microphone on the pulpit, and I just kind of had it laying up here. We was going to get around to it. You know, there's one thing I learned about these round to-its and things like mounting a microphone or whatever. Had I died before that would have happened, then somebody else would have just done it. It's okay. Somebody else could have picked up the slack, and somebody else would have screwed it down, drilled a hole, whatever needed to be done. But what if you've got somebody you need to tell about the Lord? Maybe there's somebody that you just need to have that that conversation about. What's your relationship with Christ? You're going to get around to it because you're just waiting for that opportunity. I don't. The devil may not work with that like that in your life, but he does me. Well, now's just not a good time to do that. Let me tell you, there's no better time than now redeeming the time. And the reason why we do that because he says in the latter part of that sixteenth verse, because the days are evil. The word redeem simply just means to make wise use. It's kind of amazing how many gadgets and how many things are labeled as things that this is what you do to waste time. Man, there, there's, there's games out there. Well, if you've got time that you need to waste, or if there's times that you need to kill time, here's all the things that you can do. I want to say, Lord, most of us probably have a phone in our pocket and somebody that we need to talk to. Lord, help us that we would even take out our phones and and pull up a Bible and spend some time reading and redeem the time that we have. And I want to tell you, sometimes we just want to stop and breathe. But you know what? Sometimes we do that to ourselves too. But I ask you this morning, out of all the things that you need to redeem the time, all your round to it that you need to do, I fully believe there's some of them that are absolutely irrelevant. You need to get around to getting the old shoes out of your closet or maybe trying to get the old bike out of the, the, the garage or something. I understand those round to-its don't matter. But let me tell you, it, there's a lot of round to-its that need to happen and they need to happen now because nobody knows what's going to happen. What if, for just a minute, let's play what if. 
What if for a minute there's somebody that you really had on your heart that you need to talk about the Lord? Whether they've ever been saved or they're saved, they need to be in church or are they doing what's right? Let's just say you keep putting that off, putting that off, and putting that off. Round two, it's are depriving people of a good relationship with the Lord. Because we all have things that we desire to do. And that's what he's saying is that you need to redeem the time. As a Christian today, he said, you need to redeem the time because the days are evil. Going back to the book of Acts for just a minute. One of the most dangerous words that I hear people say is tomorrow. I'll go tomorrow. I'll talk to them tomorrow. Lord, I'll join the church the next time. Or Lord, I will, I will do this tomorrow or tonight. Or, you know, it's always something in the future. But here's the thing you need to know and be clear about. None of us are promised to walk out of here in just a minute. Not a single one of us. Now, we all have plans. I say that. Most of us probably have some kind of plans when we leave here in a little bit. And even though the, the, the percentage chance may be high, it's still not a guarantee. If you have something on your heart to do, do not delay. How many of us can be, let's read here in the book of Acts chapter 24, that we can get to a point that we want a more convenient season. Let's begin reading in Acts 24 and start down in verse 22. And when Felix heard these things, having more perfect knowledge of that way, he deferred them. He heard it. Notice what he said. He deferred them. In other words, adjourned. It's what he means. We adjourned. This is not irrelevant right now. It's irrelevant. He says, For when Lysias, the chief captain, shall come down, I will know the uttermost of your matters. And he commanded the centurion to keep Paul and let him have liberty, and that he should forbid none of his acquaintance to minister or come unto him. And after certain days, when Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, which was a Jewess, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith of Christ. Listen to the 25th verse. And he reasoned of righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come. Felix trembled and answered, Go thy way for this time. When I have a convenient season, I will call for thee. They needed to hear, but it got put off. I think there's a lot of things that people in our lives need to hear, but it's getting put off. I think there's people in our life, and I'm not judging you, I'm not judging myself. What I am saying is, we all have opportunities in our life, and we need to realize, we need to redeem the time. That's now. Time is not something in the future. It's not something that's just in the past. It is what we are currently experiencing right now. Well, I, I, I'll wait, and I'm going to do this later on, or... People talk about, I'm going to get in church as soon as I get this part of my life behind me. And Lord, I'll serve you if I can do this. There is nothing greater than the current moment we are in. That's what we have to do. And that's why he says, redeeming the time. He says, he hoped also that money should have been given to him for Paul, that he might loose him wherever he sent for him, um, a tender, and, excuse me, uh, and commune with him. But after two years, Portius Festus came into Felix's room, and Felix, willing to show the Jews in pleasure, left Paul bound. When we talk about round to it, when we talk about things we're going to do, our life, I'm convinced, our life is always going to have something we are going to do. 
I'm going to get the weeds out of the flower bed. I'm going to go visit with so-and-so down the road. Or I'm going to get another vehicle. There's always something we are going to do. And you know what? It's okay for your life to end with things that you need to do. But let me ask you this. What about people that you need to talk to about the Lord? What about people that sometimes we think it's a... Sometimes it's not about the length of a conversation. It's the, it's the, uh, uh, it's the actual conversation itself that's pretty tough. It's like, hey, we got church going on. Why don't you come to church with me? And, you know, hey, you know, what, what about your walk with the Lord? What is your walk with the Lord? How do you have with Him? What kind of relationship do you have? So you see this morning... When we look here in the book of uh, Ephesians, it talks about there's a time that we need to realize that we need to redeem because it's what the Lord has given us. For what day and what time are we currently living in? Paul says over here in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Paul's talking about his, his, his life and his work for the Lord and his ministry as a whole. Look, notice what he said here. For we then, this is 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 1, We then, as workers together with Him, beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. For He saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted. And in the day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. I want you to notice what he's saying is, he said, there is not something that you need to put off. He said, there's something you need to tend to, and you need to tend to right now. Of all the things that we have, that do you ever see some things taking on a little more urgent of a matter? I'm going to step outside of, of religion for just a minute. Sometimes if there's an old a cloth or something you get to throw away, it's okay if it sits there for a little while. But what happens when an onion or potato or an egg or something in your, your, your kitchen starts to smell, all of a sudden it becomes urgent because you don't need to put off dealing with the issue because, one, it just, it's just gross. It's something you don't like to deal with. But you know what? There's things in our spiritual lives. Let's transition back to that and let's think about it for a minute. How many things in our life do we just put off because there's something more important? There's something more important. There's something more important. I'm going to go ahead and speak for you this morning, folks. There is nothing more important for the people in your life than their relationship with Jesus. There's nothing more important. I, I, I don't have a problem with them trying to work on so many things and trying to, uh, to, try to, uh, to better themselves. But there's nothing more important than them knowing who Jesus is. Our nature is. I can remember even as a student. For those of you that have been in school and still in school, you know what it's like. Well, I know that assignment's due, so let's put it off a little bit longer. It's, it's easy to want to put things off. But notice what Paul is saying. He says, now is the accepted time. Felix and his wife, Drusilla. The problem is they missed an opportunity. I pray that none of us would live in a life of saying, well, I wish I'd have done this or I wish I'd have done that. You know what? I had rather do something for the Lord and make a mistake than I would to satisfy the devil and be silent about where I'm at and what I'm doing. But sometimes it's so easy. Have you ever asked yourself, why is it hard to talk about something that's so good? I want to ask that again. Have you ever wondered why it's so hard to talk about something that feels so good? It's hard for people to talk about the Lord, and I don't know why. I guess because it seems like it's a minority. It's not the normal conversation going on. Most people talk about everything else, but you don't hear many conversations about the Lord and what He's done. You hear some. I'm not saying you don't, but you don't hear these things. 
But these are people that talks about time in their life when they delayed and about a time that they put things off. And you know, now is the time. That's what we read to you there in 2 Corinthians. Now is the time. Luke's Gospel. Let me turn over and read for just a minute. Luke's Gospel, chapter 9. And let's get down to about the 57th verse and let's close this chapter out. Let me ask you something while you're turning to Luke chapter 9. How hard is it to come up with excuses? Does anybody ever have trouble coming up with excuses? <laughs> I don't know about you, but I have a harder time overcoming my excuses than coming up with excuses. Always an excuse. Well, I've got to do this or I've got to do that. Always some kind of excuses. Luke 9 and 57. Let's read here for just a minute. And it came to pass that as they went in the way... A certain man said to the Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. Jesus said, so you're saying that I'm the most important thing to you? Jesus said unto him, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man hath nowhere to lay his head. And he said unto another, you follow me. But he said, Lord... Suffer me first to go and bury my father. Jesus said, there's something you need to tend to right now. So here comes the excuse. And you know what? It's a very good excuse if you don't know the truth. You only have one father. He said, I've got to go bury my father. Notice what he said. Let the dead bury their dead. Now, he's not trying to be harsh. What he's saying is there will be a time for that. But you need to do what I do, need to do right now. Let the dead bury their dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. You know, a lot of times we think that what our excuses are, are not legit excuses. What he's saying is you need to put them in proper priority and proper concern about things. What Jesus said, he said unto another in the verse 61st verse, I'm going to do better than that. I will follow thee. But first, he said... Let me go bid them farewell which are at my home at my house. Doesn't sound illogical, does it? There's some people at my house that I love. I know you want me to do something, Lord, but let me put that off just a second following you and let me go bid them farewell. And Jesus said to him, No man, having put his hand to a plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. Much like what Elisha said. He said, Lord, you know, it's talking about, Lord, what's important in our life? And again, we're not trying to say these things are not important. But you see, it's easy for us to come up with excuses. Why would you, why would you not join the church to now? Well, I'm waiting on, on, on so-and-so to be here. Or I'm waiting on, on this to happen. Or, uh, Lord, why would I not go home and talk to this person about their relationship with the Lord? Well, I'm waiting until they stop by my house sometime. And they're not in a hurry to get somewhere else. Or, you know, we have all these reasons of why not to do things for the Lord. I'll give you one reason to do that. Because you need to redeem the time. Because the days we're living in are evil. You need to heed that opportunity God has given you. And much like these that are here is that, that, that they feel like that they had got to a point where they, they were going to do it, but they had just something else that was just a little bit more important. But you know, a lot of people today, I believe, realize is that, God, I know there's a work to do, but I've got to take care of a few things. Kind of reminds me of Jesus in Matthew chapter 26 in the Garden of Gethsemane. 
Do you remember what happened? Turn over and read for a minute what James, uh, Peter, and, and, and John were doing. Let me turn over and read to you for just a minute. Beginning about the Matthew 26 and verse 36. He said to his disciples, he said, sit here while I go and pray yonder. He said, I'm going right over here to pray. So he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. He said unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even to death. Tarry ye here and watch for me. Is that what the Bible says? With me or instead of me? He said, With me. He went a little further and he fell on his face and he prayed. He said, Oh, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. A very important time in, in the, the scripture. Jesus in Gethsemane right before he was about to be crucified. And he cometh in disciples and he findeth them asleep. And he said unto Peter, What? Could ye not watch with me one hour? He said, I'm not asking you to give up everything. He said, I just want one little thing. Let's be honest with ourselves this morning. And again, you don't have to tell me anything. I want you to ask yourself, really and truly, what is God asking of you? Is God asking everything of you or just a little bit of something? He said, he said I just want one hour of your time. He said, watch and pray. You enter not in temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And we see here that as Jesus begins to talk about how the, these things, is that, that these people begin to think, well, I want to rest for a little while. I'm tired. And we have all kinds of excuses and why things that we shouldn't. I don't think that there's going to be any wandering in heaven. But I don't believe there's any round to it's going to be in heaven either. Because, folks, when we leave this world, our work is over with. Have we completed? I'm, I'm going to make a number up right quick to help you to understand the math of this. If God had a thousand things for you to do, how many of those things do, are you going to do? Now, I'm not saying you're going to do all a thousand. What I am saying is, are you striving to do all that you can? I'm going to word this a little bit different. You know, some people are content with failure. Some people are content with failure. In other words, Lord, I, I've messed up. So, in other words, if I'm going to mess up and not reach a thousand, I might as well not even do one. Folks, I pray that when God takes our last breath, that we have striven with all that we have to do everything for Him that we could. Sometimes it's a conversation. Sometimes we just, it's an action or a deed. You know what? We show His love in our life. We show His love to people. We show kindness and compassion. We need to realize is that we need to redeem the time that we are in. Why? Because the times in which we live in, the days in which we are a part of, they are evil. And that's what he's wondering here is that uh, Drusilla, that she had come from a family that, that had a lot of darkness. There was a, a, they had committed murder. Uh, there was a lot of things that happened. She come out of a very dark family and she needed to hear about the Lord. But here's the problem. Time out for a minute. Pause. Let's just wait to a more convenient season. Name me a time better than right now. I don't know. It's probably, what, 25 minutes to the noon hour right now. Name me a time that's any more important than right now than to have your life made right with God. There's not a better time. There's not a more convenient season for others because many people today are trying to delay what, what God has laid before them. They're trying to delay. That's what God is desiring that we would not do. God desires that we might be able to seize the opportunity we currently have. 
But you know, the devil will come along and again, he may not do it with you, but he does with me. Why don't you wait a little while? Or let's put this off or let me take care of this. Because you know what? We, we feel like that tomorrow is a better day. You ever feel like tomorrow's better? Maybe I can rest up. I can do something a little bit better. Let me read to you if I can. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 27 and verse 1, he says, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Do you feel like that there's something you need to do today? What if the Lord tells you, as he did there in Luke chapter 14, what if the Lord did for you? Let me turn turn over and read that for just a minute there in Luke chapter 14. What if he tells you down in the... 21st verse, the middle of the 21st verse, he says, Go out quickly in the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in hither the poor, the maimed, and the halt and the blind. What if the Lord tells you to do that today? Are you going to delay and put it off saying, Well, Lord, I'm not going to redeem the time. I'm going to put this off to it's a little more convenient or I'm going to put this off to it's a little bit better time. You know, sometimes we get so comfortable and, and, and content with our lives, we think that we can do something tomorrow. I just read to you what Solomon said there in the book of uh, uh, Proverbs chapter 27. He said, You don't know what tomorrow holds. You may not be able to do it tomorrow. You may not be able to be a part of that tomorrow. You may have to redeem the time today. For I'm telling you this because very easy could it be for us today that, that, that we need to wait till a more convenient season. There's a more convenient season to go to church, a more convenient season uh, to be a witness. There's a time that we need to realize that there's work that we need to do. For a lot of people are going to be like Jesus tells the fool there in Luke chapter 12. In verse 20, I'll read it to you. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall these things be which thou hast provided? So he tries to say, all this that you kept putting off for tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. He said, today, right this very hour, your soul is going to be required of you. In athletics, I used to hear them, and we used to say, I coached. We used to say, I hope you left your all out there. I hope you left your all on that court or on that field or on that track. We would tell people, we hope that you left your all. What about on Sunday morning? Do we have a desire that people would come together and give their all for Him before they walk out those doors? Do we pray, Lord, let us to give our all on a Monday and a Tuesday and a Wednesday and a Thursday and a Friday. Lord, help us to give our all for you every single day of our life. Because what if this is the day the Lord comes along to us and He says, this night. In other words, today. Right now, in this very moment of time, is the time that we need to seize the opportunity that God has given us so that we might be uh, found faithful to Him doing as He would have us to do. Are we redeeming the time that we are in? For in Ecclesiastes chapter 10, I'll read to you a verse. In verse 18. But much slothfulness the building decayeth, and through idleness of the hands of the house droppeth through. What he's trying to say is that if you get content and lazy and, and idle and content, he said, things are going to change. Let me read that to you again. By much slothfulness, that's being lazy, the building decayeth. You know, people often ask, well, Lord, why is... Why is our life the way it is? 
Why is society the way it is? Why is our government the way it is? All these, these questions that we have, why are these things the way they are? And I ask today, are we redeeming the time that we are in? Are we truly doing everything that we had? For he said, through the idleness of the hands, the house droppeth through. You know what that means, don't you? In other words, if I'm not taking care of the roof, when it rains, what do you expect is going to happen? It's going to leak, isn't it? People wonder, why am I not tending to the roof? But Lord, why are there leaks in my life? Why is my roof leaking? Why are there problems in my life when I'm not, I'm not getting up on the roof and putting a patch on it? Or I'm not taking care of the roof? Why is it leaking? In other words, if I'm not redeeming my time, why are things the way they are? People often wonder, we, we're masters at dissecting and coming up with a reason for everything. We just we evaluate it. We stop, we break it down, we say, well, this happened because of this. But I ask myself so often, Lord, how many of these things can be traced back to us not redeeming the time? Well, I've got round to it. You know, I used to keep some little pieces of wood. They were round, and on it it said, to it. It was the number two, and the word it on there. It was a round to it. You know what, every time I thought there was something to get around to it, around to it, they would just pile up, they would pile up, and they would pile up. And I'll reiterate, it's okay to have some things that are absolutely irrelevant. If I don't put a microphone on or I don't get my old shoes out of the closet, that's okay. But folks, if there are people dying lost without God and we never got around to it about telling them about what the Lord has done for us or maybe even asking them about their state with the Lord, have we not? Have we redeemed the time that we are in? There's an opportunity that God has given us. There's a responsibility. And Drusilla and Felix there in that 24th chapter of Acts, they wanted to wait to a more convenient season. If you're here and you've never been saved by the grace of God, I want you to know something. And I, I don't want to wear your patience, but I want you to know is that there's not a more convenient season for you to ever be saved. The devil always say, wait till tomorrow, wait till tomorrow, wait till the next service tonight, or wait till tomorrow, wait till tomorrow night. He always wants to put things off because the reason is tomorrow really never happens, does it? So let's just say tomorrow being Monday morning. This time tomorrow. 11.40 on, on Monday morning. Well, when we get to a Monday morning at 11.40, it's not tomorrow, it's today. Tomorrow never happens. So is there anybody else here this morning that ever fights the battles with Satan, the, the excuses that he gives? Over and over and over again, all the things that we know that we should do. But we have to remember what Paul is saying there in the book of Ephesians, chapter 5. He's talking about the life that we should live as Christians. We should be followers of God as dear Children, we're going to do as we're supposed to do. We're going to take care of the things that we are supposed to take care of. And that's why he's getting down now to about that Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 15. See then that you walk circumspectly. Be very careful. Not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time. Redeeming the time. In other words... Take advantage of every opportunity you have. Can I ask you a personal question? How many opportunities has God given you in your life to be a witness? Pretty astronomical number, isn't it? <laughs> Folks, God has given us lots of opportunities. And you know what? I ask myself, Lord, out of all those opportunities I've been given, how many times have I actually followed through with it? 
I'm not, well, that might delay things a little bit, or I might hold them up, or there's always excuses. Well, I'll wait till I get them out in the car sometime. We're by ourselves, and we'll ride around, and I'll talk to them then. All these opportunities we have. Notice what he said. He says, redeeming the time, taking advantage of every opportunity, he said, because the days are evil. Lots of hardships going on. Wherefore, be you not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. He said, God has a will and a purpose for you to do, for you to seize every opportunity. I want to tell you something. I'm going to hush you just a second. I have no clue how many opportunities you had this morning from whatever time you got up to the 11 o'clock hour. I have no clue from, from noon or whenever we get out of here to the, to the time you meet back together again. I have no clue of the opportunities God's going to give you, but I pray this, that God would open up your eyes and that you would see this is an opportunity. This is my time. I'm not going to kill time. I'm not going to waste time. I'm not going to try to just uh, dwindle it away. I'm going to use this time, and I'm going to use it for you. I'm not saying you can't take naps. I'm not saying you can't eat meals. I'm not saying you can't do these things. But when we ever find ourselves, do we ever really try to find ourselves seizing the opportunities, taking advantage of the day that we have? Are we really trying to do, as Paul said there, redeeming the time? For that's what's important for us today to do. I want to sing a song here this morning if we could. That's, 